Hello, and welcome to the So She Travels podcast. I'm your host, Vicky, from the travel blog, VickiFlipFlopTravels.com. I'm here to chat with today's most vibrant female travellers about the why, where, and how of their travels. We're here to inspire you to see our world, to discuss the issues us women face travelling, and to talk about a few of the more interesting ways you can do it. Each week we'll pick a destination, a topic or two, and discuss. Don't forget to press subscribe, and if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and a review. So, welcome to the last episode of Series 1 of the So She Travels podcast. I am stopping it here before I start a busy summer of travel myself. Unfortunately, I did just miss a week of this, thanks to taking some time off over Easter with my family, and then it's taken me a while to get back into it. I was doing so well at sticking to a schedule as well. Quite proud of myself for this first season. I wanted to record a final episode with just a few thoughts from the adventures and stories of the incredible women that I've talked to on this series. I have been totally inspired by everything I've heard, and after almost two months at home, I'm really excited to start my own summer of travels on Tuesday. First up, I'm flying to the Baltic coast of Germany to check out the beaches there. It's not somewhere where I've heard of before, but since researching it, after being invited to Rostock, uh, I am very excited to go and check it out. It looks really cute and the beaches look amazing. And then Ben and I have a luxury week booked in Northern Italy. We're going to Lake Maggiore, which I've been saying as Maggiore up until about 10 minutes ago. Uh, we're staying in an incredible villa on the lakeside and it's just gonna be an amazing week. I'm really excited. And then a few days after I get back from that, I'm actually off to Sydney on my own before going to Samoa as part of an organized press trip. I'm really excited to go to a country that I've never been to before. Samoa, that is. I've been to Australia twice. Yeah, twice. Um, because I keep going back to countries that I've been to before because I like them so much. So I'm excited to go to my first new country for a while now. Although I am nervous about the 22-hour flight. 22 hours. Can you imagine that? I think the longest I've done before was 13 hours, I think it is, to Singapore before I went on to Papua New Guinea. So yeah, I definitely need to make sure that I am booked on to be on an IOC. I do not want to be on a middle seat for that. But I will be in Samoa to join the Samoa Independence Day celebrations. And so I guess wherever I sit, it's going to be worth it. But 22 hours in a middle seat, it sounds pretty rough. And then when I get back from that, I've got another week in Northern Italy again, this time in Trento with a bunch of travel bloggers and some of the ones that have been on this series actually, I think um, Ellie will be there, Alice, Emily, Kirsty, and Karen. So that's gonna be fun to catch up with them. And then it's Glastonbury. So that is the next, yeah, that's May and June. <laughs> that's the next two months. So it's pretty busy. And then in July, I'm going to Canada for two weeks to the Yukon and the Dawson City Music Festival. So I'm really excited about that. So you can see why this first series has to end here. I'm very busy. And one of the things that surprised me about this podcast actually is how long it takes to put an episode together. I have a new found respect for podcasters because in all the research and then doing it all, like I do everything. None of it is um, farmed out to anyone. So I do it all. And yeah, it just takes a lot of time really. So I have enjoyed this first series and I hope to pick it up again after the summer, after, because yeah, when I get back from uh, Canada, then I've just got loads of festivals in England. So maybe in October sometime, I will pick it up again. But thank you for listening to it. Um, it has been fun to put together and so much fun to talk to all the ladies. Yeah, it's been a great experience doing this podcast. I've loved researching the ladies I've had on and chatting with them too. Honestly, after every 
chat or yeah after every episode that I've put together I've just been buzzing because I've just really enjoyed it and I've loved getting the feedback off everyone um just to see what you thought really and I like (coughs) and I like to think that it has inspired some of my guests to start their own podcasts because two of them are I genuinely think that each one of the women on this series is just absolutely amazing and total respect to them The resilience, determination and adaptability of them all has just been inspiring and motivating. So I just want to go through just to remind you who's been on. I'll try to be quick, but we've had some really great guests, so I want to recap. If you haven't listened to the whole series, then make sure to work your way back. They're not timely, like you can listen to them anytime. And if you know exactly who's been on and what we've talked about, feel free to skip forward the next two minutes to get back into, well, basically, I just wanted to round up thoughts on women travelling and what it's like for us. I'll get into, yeah, women and travel, safety, money, media representations, and some of the things we've discussed on the show right after, but just for a quick recap. So first we had Jane, she was my first my first podcast interview. She was the original UK travel blogger for me and many others who started traveling, who started blogging at the same time as me. She's lived in Australia for the past few years after falling in love with Justin, a guy from Melbourne, and she's traveled solo while still in a relationship, which is something I have totally looked up to, as many women I know either go with their partners or they're single. I just like to see relationships work like that, because for a long time it's what intimidated me about getting in another relationship after my last one ended. I wanted to be able to travel and do what I want and I didn't want to stunt my travels when I wasn't ready. But it's worked for Jane and she has since had her first baby since that podcast, Little Miles. Haven't met him yet but I'm excited. Um, Next up we had Helen. Helen is just incredible. She set up Rock My Adventure, her own African tour group, travel company. It blows my mind how she does this. I cannot imagine taking... 10 or however many people it is across any country anywhere never mind somewhere as challenging as the places where she goes no part of me would feel confident enough to do this she's seen some amazing things on her travels though and she's managed to get her friends out there and her husband to support her and i've been too as she says if you'd have asked her a few years ago what she'd be doing she never would have said running her own tour company in africa i love what she's managed to achieve Emily was next. I wanted to talk to Emily about how travel had helped her cope with the grief of her mum's death and her shyness. She reveals how she used to be so shy she couldn't even order food and drink in restaurants or talk to anyone new. It was forcing herself to interact and do things that helped her to become the solo female traveller we know her as today. Take a listen to her episode. It's one of the few where I am actually with the guests that I'm talking to. And we do actually happen to drink an entire bottle of wine during the show. So when my mum listened to it, she said we were too giggly. So, um, yeah, if you like people having fun, maybe that's not the one for you. Next up, we had Ellie. She was travelling, She well, she is travelling through Asia. And her route totally reminds me of mine a few years ago when I went. She's a great person to follow on Instagram, by the way, at Wandering Quinn. Every day she's doing something different. We chatted about India after she'd been there for a few months. And after our chat, I actually went to India. I think it was just the next week and was done after a week, to be honest. So I am amazed that she managed to last so long and she loves the place and wants to go back. I love her positive outlook on life and her thoughts on manifesting were fascinating. I still haven't practiced that, actually. I really should. Some things I'd quite like in my life right now. But yeah, check out that podcast episode if you're into spirituality and India. I think that's actually the most popular one. I wrote a blog post about how I wasn't checking 
my uh, stats. Yeah, I wrote that on my blog, vickyflipfloptravels.com. But since then, I have checked them and I don't know. I don't know what you would think. There's a lot of people to listen to the podcast, but it was more than I thought. But yeah, I think Ellie's was the most popular one. So that's nice. Have to talk to her again one day. Uh, next up, we had Kathy, who is specialises in Scotland, but she is actually from Vienna. She is a huge inspiration to me and I love following her adventures online. She hiked the Hebridean Way by herself for two weeks camping every night. <clears throat> I'd love to do that, but maybe just for a weekend to start. I can't really imagine going by myself or, well, it's more, yeah, camping by yourself in the wilderness just scares me. But she gave a lot of good reasons why you shouldn't be scared and basically how you're more likely to come into harm by your partner rather than in the wilderness. So you should probably take that stat and go and camp on the South Downs or something. But yeah, before talking to her, hiking and camping wasn't really something I'd ever thought of before, but it sounds like a great way to travel to cheap for cheap to me. Next up was Alice. Uh, I would never describe anyone as kick-ass really, but it's probably the only way to describe her. Alice is awesome, a proper tower of strength and wisdom. I loved, loved talking to her and hearing more about her adventures. I mean, she's driven the Mongol rally, she's worked as a burlesque dancer in Shanghai, she's also fended off an attacker in India, and she's one of the most warm-hearted, lovely people I've met. Keep an eye on Alice's feeds, as she is starting a podcast soon all about female travel. Next up, Karen. She's the only woman I talk to who regularly travels with someone else. In this case, her partner Paul. They are an absolute dream team, I love them. I feel like female travel is often referred to in a solo female travel kind of way, when really, women are travelling with partners all the time. It's lovely to chat with someone who's so happy in that partnership. Next up, Monica, our token mum on the podcast. Monica travels with her two boys and partner Sam and gives us a realistic insight into what it's like to travel with young children. She's got another baby on the way due in October and so it's interesting to hear how her travel style has changed and will change for the future. She has done some cool stuff though. So from travelling around Australia in a camper van to now working out how she's going to travel with three children, have a listen. Next, we had Kirsty. She's a plus-size traveller and is determined to show other plus-size travellers that they needn't be scared of travelling with just a little prep. She's been looking at the media representation of plus-size travellers and, Kelt surprise, there is none. Well, barely any. Only in influencer marketing. She is off on an epic trip to the USA soon and so gives the lowdown on what you have to consider before you go as a plus-size traveller. Also, hot off the press, she's starting a podcast soon all about plus-size travel. So keep an eye on her feeds for that. And then last tenth of the series was Becky. Becky's whole ethos is to challenge perceptions of countries by visiting and then authentically relaying what she's seen and experienced to her blog followers. She's travelled to misunderstood countries like Iran and North Korea and has just got back from Tibet. She now lives in Austria and also wants to challenge the misconceptions there too. Her blog posts are some of the most well-researched in the blog world and she's known for her insightful approach to blogging. So that was it. That is my guests for series one, all 10 wonderful women. From talking to these 10 exceptional women, I'm reminded that women are fighting battles everywhere. It surprised me that two out of 10 of them talked about assaults abroad, but I think that's actually a figure that would be similar in a random sample group of 10 women who've stayed in England. The regularity is indicative of men, not of travel. In a few chats, we mentioned a blog post I wrote on my blog about uh, solo travel and feminism, and it was kind of based around Grace Malene. 
I hope I've said that right. The young backpacker who went off to New Zealand, she went on a Tinder date and then was never seen alive again. Some blamed her for daring to travel and daring to meet someone online. This is a view and an opinion shared by many around the world, if not openly, then definitely ingrained. They think it's dangerous for women to travel and we should be with a husband. What I went on to say in that blog post and a lot of the women on my book podcast agreed is that if something happens to us as women apparently it's our fault we're blamed as victims not the perpetrators who did the crime it's more what were they doing by themselves not why did he feel the need to kill or harm them of course this isn't the attitude of everyone though things are definitely changing the equal rights movement for women has been given a huge push recently but i feel like solo female travel is one of those areas where it's not quite moving as fast as it should I guess because of the fact that so many cultures and societies are involved, not everywhere is a forward-thinking destination. And I'm not saying that England is perfect either, but many people still assume that women are too fragile to travel alone. I have first-hand experience of the fact that the more you travel, the more fearless you become in different parts of your life. I know that's not possible for everyone, but the more you challenge yourself, the more confidence you get, and the more you feel like you can challenge yourself even further. Emily talked about having a patroness, a memory that you bring to mind of a time that you were really brave. It works. I've tried it. I've used the technique for years, although not particularly being a Harry Potter fan, I've never called it a patroness. So now that I live in my comfortable house in lovely Portsmouth, it's easy to not be as brave as I once was. Once was. I have to remind myself that I boarded a plane to the USA, age 20, never having gone long haul before, not knowing anyone. Also that I travelled Mexico for six weeks by myself, that I can make friends when I want to, and that I am strong, independent and brave. It does take practice though. Even after all these years, I can still be intimidated by travel, of getting on that plane, mainly because I read every news story ever about a backpacker or a traveller who's been in trouble or had an accident abroad, and I know the risk is real. But life is risky, whether you're at home or following a dream and an idea around the world. As the saying goes, none of us are getting out of here alive, so you need to live while you can. I'm so impressed by the resilience and determination of Alice and Becky after they were both attacked abroad. When I asked if it would affect their travels, both didn't hesitate to say no, and I actually felt like it was a weird question. Unfortunately, we live in a world where bad things happen everywhere, and so if you're letting worries about safety stunt your travel dreams, then stop right now. When I think back over this series, another theme that comes to mind is the leap of faith that the women that these women took and the confidence to follow their heart. I mean, Alice dropped a good job, good life and a boyfriend to go and teach English in South Korea based on a chance meeting with someone at a train station. Emily had split with her ex, still shy, still traumatised from her mother's passing, but found that travel brought her back from the angry, bitter person she was to a happy young woman making a plan to do a thing a month that scared her. And then we've got Jane, she left everything behind to live in Oz. Becky just decided to make Cambodia her home and Ellie left a good job and lovely life in West Hampstead for London. As far as I know, everything was okay for them at home. So what made them take that leap of faith to trust that what was on the other side would suit them more? I know from experience that a lot of women traveling will have had that make or break moment as the start of their adventures. I had the same, dumped, homeless. I packed in my job and went off to Eastern Europe and then Central America. Whereas catalyst moments like that can be seen as the end of something, they can also be the start of something greater. Since it happened to me, I always like to gently remind friends of this when they go through life changes that were unexpected. Being made redundant twice and being dumped were all pivotal moments in my life that set me onto a better path. 
Of course, having the confidence, support, passion and financial means to leap like that takes a lot of stars to align together. But I think in their own way, almost all of the ladies I've chatted to are examples of this. One of the strongest examples is Helen. She was made redundant and so decided it was the perfect time to follow her dream to set up a tour company in Africa. And she was the perfect person to do it. Instead of moping and just taking on the next job that came along, she had been financially responsible enough in the past to have a little bit of money. She'd been so passionate about Africa, she already had a sideline to do with Africa tourism, her blog. And she had the support of her family, husband and friends to go for it. She's an inspiration and a wonderful person and it's taken a lot of sacrifice for her to get her tour company, Rock My Adventure, to the level that it is now. And if you want to travel to Africa in a tour group, then I would strongly recommend you go and check it out. The unexpected turn of her being made redundant just started a whole new life for Helen. And it's just exciting and inspiring. Travel has long been known as a healer for many women. It's why so many ladies could relate to that whole eat, pray, love phenomenon. Phenomenon. After something substantial happens in your life to question your very core, it's natural to want to leave it all and have an adventure elsewhere. But for many women, children, family, parents, expectations, money and jobs stop them. Can't deny that anyone who gets to travel is very lucky. And for these women, of course they've made sacrifices and worked hard to be where they are, but I'm sure after the wisdom of travel has exposed them to lives very different to their own all over the world, they'd agree that luck plays a part in all of their adventures. Most women in the world will never experience the sheer joy of travelling solo, it's a fact. Which is why if you do, you have a responsibility to share your stories and the reality of it all, just like Becky does. She wants to break down the barriers of cultures and societies and go beyond what the media tells us is truth. I mean, you don't have to do it on that scale, like making videos and setting up a blog. But just to go and experience the world and bring back your stories to friends and family and show that, really, all humans are the same. We all want the same thing. Another important topic on the women in travel spectrum is media representation, whether through Instagram, the mainstream media or blogs. It's something that has come up quite a lot in my podcast. Social media and the modern media affect so many of our choices now. And as I've discussed with these ladies, it can often be in quite a negative way. It's not just Kirsty who's felt pressure to look a certain way in the past. With the media and Instagram getting into all of our minds at every little blooming nook and cranny, the media is changing the way we travel. Iceland and Norway have become over-touristed. I can't imagine what Cappadocia is like these days. And queues for that perfect shot of a tree in Wanaka in New Zealand are apparently winding. There is a whole world to explore. Why are we just congregating in the same places? But then, when we do dare to go to new places, a la Becky and Alice, how do we know they're safe? There's always been a trend of people wanting to go to new places, places where none of their friends have been. But today's influencers going to the like of likes of Saudi Arabia with no understanding of the history or culture, but just seeing it as a photo op can be dangerous. I guess the worry is untrained and uneducated people telling other people where to go on holiday and where's safe. The fact that they're on some cushy press trip doesn't even come into it. Although there are now guidelines for bloggers and influencers to, to reveal when they're on a press trip but does the average listener reader take notice when you're just going to Saudi Arabia to put on a sour kameez and do it for the gram things are very wrong I think as women and humans we need to travel more responsibly and travel bloggers like Karen from Global Help Swap are here to offer advice on how to do this the right way One of the things I talked to Becky about which I wish I'd posed to everyone actually is what legacy they'd like to create in their life 
what they want to leave. How do they want their impact on the planet to be a positive one? Especially with these ladies after all the flights they've taken. Becky said she wanted to give her readers, and I quote, curiousness, openness and encouragement. And I think that's a great sentiment and a wonderful legacy to leave. I love the fact that I help people have better holidays. They're such an important part of life and so look forward to. I guess if I think about it, I want my legacy to be to inspire people to live differently and to experience life in a way they didn't think possible or even imagine. I hope that as the connection between you and these women that I've spoke to over the last few weeks, I've worked towards that a little more in some way. If you have been inspired to book a trip, I know after the first episode I had one listener tell me that she's just booked a trip to Australia, which was very exciting for me. But if I have inspired you to do anything or travel in a different way from this podcast, then let me know. My social media is at Vicky Flipflop on everything. I'm not sure how they've sounded to you, but when I listen back to the podcast, some have been quite serious. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that I have had a fun night out with pretty much all the women on the show, and they're all brilliant. They are the strong and independent women I aspire to be like, and are positive role models for anyone into travel. Their passion for travel and their online blogs is catching. To be honest, it wasn't necessarily my intention to have 10 travel bloggers on, but the first series has just ended up like that. Travel bloggers are kind of getting a bad rep at the moment, but seriously, they work hard. Some of their travels are now subsidised from working with travel companies on campaigns, but all of them paid for their own travels to get to that point. I know from experience and from talking to friends and from now that money is another factor that stops women from travelling. That guilt that we should be saving for something else for our futures. But it depends on how you travel. There are many projects you can join. I've actually just updated my guide to Workaway on my blog. Workaway is brilliant and basically you can look at the projects and you will work for five hours a day, five days a week in return for your bed and board. Some of them are a bit different but that's the basic premise. And a few years ago, well quite a long time ago now with an ex-boyfriend, I did some Workaway projects and basically did olive picking, maintenance, animal care, mowing lawns, gardening and hacking up a drive with a pickaxe which seems a bit strange but that was how I spent a week in Italy. So there's projects like this where you can actually travel for free or cheap. Travel doesn't have to be expensive. I wrote an article for my last employer gapier.com when I left and in it I said and I quote myself those who say travel is too expensive have no imagination and I totally stand by that. Like Obviously, if you have children, you're used to a certain standard, you've only got a week, then yeah, that does add up. But if you just want to go off on your own solo adventure, there are ways to travel for cheaper. I have done some cool stuff, and until about four years ago, I paid for it all myself. My parents paid for holidays to Cornwall, Devon, camping in France, Euro Disney once, and a school holiday to, tu- to Turkey. And that was me, until I was 17. And then it was up to me to pay for all my travels. Those holidays were brilliant, I'm not saying it's bad. I will always appreciate my holidays at Riverdark Country Park in Devon, where I spent many summers. I guess I'm pointing this out because I don't want you to think that I've been on exotic holidays for all my life and had everything paid for. Saving is hard, I know. I managed to save by... Saving is hard, I know. I managed to save for a house by myself and I know that you have to be strict and work out what's really important to you and what you can skip. If you want to save for travel and travel more like the ladies on the podcast, then one of the things that I would say is work out what you can sacrifice and work out, I guess, where you have a leg up. When I lived in London, I stayed with my 
well, lived with my ex's family for a low rent. And this was a huge leg up for me. But obviously a sacrifice as well. I lived with my boyfriend, his mum and his grandma in a flat. And so obviously that has limitations for a 20 something living in London, but I knew it would help in the long run and it was for us to buy a house. And then we broke up, so that didn't really work. But it meant that I had the money and the confidence to go traveling straight away when we broke up. I also started a side hustle my blog, vickyflipfloptravels.com. When I started it, it wasn't really a way to make money. Bloggers weren't really making money there and it was a purer, lovelier, innocent time of blogging when we just wanted to share our stories. But what it did do for me was keep me busy. So any time spent working on that, I wasn't out and about in London spending money. It was a great way to channel my creativity and I learned more about writing for the internet. Eventually, after time, I started making money with it, but it wasn't the intention from the start. And that has been key, well, obviously, my blog has been key in me having enough money to travel, having the opportunities to travel, and being able to save for my house. I really don't think blogging is as straightforward as it was back then to start up, but there are many side hustles that you can do to save money for travel. I once read that you should have three hobbies, one to make you money, one to keep you in shape, and one to be creative. Well, I managed two in one there. And yes, by the time I left London, I was very out of shape. But now I combat that with yoga and cycling. If there's something you'd like to try that can save you money, then go ahead. If you can't afford to travel, there are three options. Okay, number one, lower your expectations. Go wild camping and hiking like Kathy. Stay in hostels, travel locally, or look at volunteering. You could look out for deals. I've definitely seen bus deals to Europe for a few quid, for example, and then once you're there, you can work out the cheapest way to get around. Number two, spend less. You have to look at your expenditure and cut it down. Whether it's living costs, food, drink, clothes, nights out, presents, phone contracts, gym, you need to cut something out so that you can afford more travel. Number three, final option, make more money. Work more hours, work towards a pay rise, set up a side hustle. Look on something like Upwork, website, it's a website, and see what others are getting paid a lot for and assess your skills. You could do some online tutoring or just Marie Kondo your house and sell all your stuff you don't use. It is possible to travel more, you just need to work out what you can cut and what you can do. So, that's it. I kind of just wanted to round up the series, give a little bit of advice on money and safety because I know they're probably the biggest reasons why women aren't traveling as much as they should be. I am obviously a huge advocate for travel. It has changed my life for the better. And there are so many places that I still want to go. I've been to, I think I've been to like 75 countries. And yeah, I still haven't been to South America, still really want to go there. Then there's all these places that I want to go back to. And then the fact that I've just discovered this place in Germany that I'd never heard of just reminds me of the fact that I have been to countries, but there's no way that I've done them or seen everything. So there's so much more to see in my favourite countries as well. It is my life's work and I will do it until the day I die, but I just love travelling and I want you to share the love. But I guess by listening to this podcast, you do anyway. So yeah, as I said earlier, let me know if the podcast has inspired you to travel more or travel differently. And I hope that towards the end of the year, I will have another series of Soshi Travels, but this time not with bloggers, and I will find some other women in travel to chat to. Thanks for listening to this series. I am going to end it there because I think I'm about to start rambling and I don't think... So check out my blog, vickyflipfloptravels.com. 
check out my Instagram at Vicky Flipflop. I'll be doing lots of cool adventures this year and putting a little bit more work into that. Now I've got time, now the podcast is finished. And yeah, just thanks for listening and I hope we will... And I hope you will join me again in October for another series of So She Travels. Goodbye.